Mm, I don't think the fans can handle that. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Elo Asti asks if Shin would ever fight Balin for power the same way that the Sith do. So do we think they're like a, a Sith rule of two style? When she learns enough, will she try to usurp and kill him? I don't know. I think it, I mean, I think she could, but that wouldn't be her main prerogative. Like she could be driven to do, have to do that. I don't think she wants to do that. That's kind of my vibe too. The, they really seem to have respect and uh, like a, a master apprentice level of kinship with each other. Uh, I don't think she is actively setting out to like go find and hunt down Balin right now, but that that might be what their destinies wind up doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, she she strikes me as someone who grew up like with a very sheltered life. Like I don't know how long she's been with Balin, but if he's been her main caretaker for a super long time, it would take a lot to to make her mad enough to want to like just immediately track him down and kill him but it, i mean he did leave her <laughs> on a, a strange planet in a strange universe i would say so. he, he didn't leave her he he gave her his blessing for her to leave him that's how <laughs> i view that that's even worse Why? that's like <laughs> that's like just throwing someone away that doesn't know. I don't think know, that's what he did at all. That doesn't know anything about the world. He said he could t tell that she didn't want whatever he was up to. And he was like, go do your thing. Go follow your path. I, didn't, I don't see that as him throwing her away. Like, if he finds out that she is still on Peridia, I could see him welcoming her back and, and helping her. Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not she wants that help, she might feel cast aside yeah but but i certainly don't think that he was training her to be a sith and that like one day you will be strong enough and then you're supposed to fight me like he trained her to be a force user not a jedi but like he doesn't seem to hate the jedi or anything it's not like he went in the complete opposite direction of being like well we're sith now so i don't think he is training her to usurp him at some point yeah it's like when he has that line of I trained you to be something more for him to just throw all that away so quickly it it wouldn't make sense yeah I do hope that they reunite and I kind of hope that it's on good terms Ormapa wants to know where in the timeline we would place a new publishing initiative after the High Republic ends I think it would be kind of interesting if they didn't tell us if if they just started telling a new story in a new corner of the galaxy and then maybe part of the storytelling was finding out where in the universe it's at, where in the timeline. Mm, I don't think the fans can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as someone obsessed with timelines, I think it would be fun to have like little puzzle pieces to slowly figure out where it went. Um, but... I think that's unlikely. Mm -hmm. I should say that. I, I do think it's far more likely that they're going to be like, if we do another publishing initiative, here is where the new set of writers decided they wanted it to be. Yeah. I mean, I really want to hear more about the Sith, to be honest. So I, I guess let's go to the Old Republic. 
let's go back even further. But I don't want the storytelling to be too similar to the, you know, how they gave us the start of the High Republic. Yeah. I, I think Origins of the Sith could work if, if they were to have Charles Soule come back as another writer. Like, he's already planted some interesting ancient early Sith things mm -hmm. uh, in the Star Wars comics recently that just based on his past storytelling, especially around Darth Moment, I'm like, that character is probably going to pop back up. So there's always that. I think like the creation of the Sith would definitely be a compelling story, but it also feels big enough that they might be like, let's tell that in a movie. Mm. <laughs> it's, I'll be interested to see what they do after the High Republic because I really love how they created it of just like, hey, we got five authors. We have enjoyed what you've done so far in Star Wars. So you all decide what story you want to tell and where it goes and everything. And then letting them flesh out a, an era or it could be just a new uh, part of space. Like it doesn't have to go to a new timeline or necessarily. It mm -hmm. could just be somewhere else still like during the Galactic Civil War, but in a place that's mostly untouched by it or something. I, I would also like to know what's going on uh, after the Rise of Skywalker. Obviously, we have plans to get a movie for that, but it's 15 years after. Right. So maybe something in between to I, I, set us yeah. up for that film. I won't be surprised at all if we get some books in there. And uh, the period between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens also has plenty of room, and, and they're exploring that with the upcoming film and the series right now. So it's like a lot of the the <laughs> present and future of the timeline uh, feels like it's filled out. So I guess the past or the distant future, which I would love. Mm, I yeah. would love it if they were just like, we, we jumped hundreds of years into the future and uh, we'll see what the galaxy is like there. Yeah. Well, if we still don't know when we're getting the Acolyte, but that feels like it's setting us up to find a little bit more out about the Sith, maybe. Yeah, it so does sound like that. Something having to do with that makes sense to me, if that's going to be one of the next things in line that we get. Which I, I think that's cool, the way that worked out, is that the, the writers, the publishing side of the High Republic, was like, let's do a new type of villain, let's get away from the Sith, but people are curious and i understand why they're just like but what are the sith up to at this point and i feel like the acolyte is going to be able to tell us here's what the sith were up to mm -hmm. during the high republic scheming <laughs> michael inslane asks if star wars should have more animated shows i my instinct was to say yes uh but then i'm like you know they do have two ongoing right now um I'm a little antsy to know what's going to happen after the Bad Batch because we know that that final season is coming mm -hmm. uh, next year. So I, I feel like two actually is okay. I, granted, I, I know not everyone is watching the Young Jedi Adventures. I just happened to wear this shirt too. I forgot about this question. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's fun because it's little pockets of new episodes that you basically can blow through really fast. They're enjoyable. They're not something that like we're covering and reviewing. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't mind having a second that's kind of like the Bad Batch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think they necessarily need more, but we, I feel like we are uh, on track to get something along the lines of the Clone Wars. Mm. So 
we were talking about what goes on after Rise of Skywalker in those 15 years. We're coming up on the anniversary of uh, Force Awakens. Don't say that. So The 10-year anniversary? The 10-year no, anniversary. That wasn't 10 years ago. So, like, the kids, the little kids that grew up watching that are right about to be that that perfect age to get a, a show to obsess over like the Clone Wars. So if we were to be able to follow Poe, Finn, and Rey right after Rise of Skywalker, that would be like prime. Yeah, to, to build that up to, yeah, what happened immediately after the Rise of Skywalker and it'll kind of build into... 15 years later mm-hmm. i also think i mean we were gonna, gonna just talk about the same eras but between return of the jedi and the force awakens i think uh, an animated show with like luke and leia training or luke and ben mm-hmm. luke and lore santeca exploring the galaxy luke and somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah people will always clamor for more luke content and doing it in an animated show would be so much better, in my opinion, than continuing to deep fake him into sh- live action shows. I agree. And like, if he wanted to, Mark Hamill could still voice him. Uh, yeah, his voice is a little more gravelly now. But like, if they set it around the time of like Shadow of the Sith, then that would work for me. Yeah, I, I think they would recast for the voice, which I think we're we're way past due time for something like that. For For some Luke storytelling there? For, for no for him to be recast for oh. for his voice yeah i mean I, I don't even know that mark hamill he's basically said that he thinks he's done playing luke but part of me is like are you just being coy doing the whole ewan mcgregor <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh well if they give me a call <laughs> he's yeah. just gonna say that for six years i just I, I think his voice is so different now to the point where it just wouldn't make sense for them to to have him voice an animated young young Luke. It, it, to me, it just depends on when in the timeline it's set. Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. You can understand sounds no matter what language you speak. Like that, the sound of a right answer on Babbel. Start speaking a new language in just three weeks. This fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Why Babbel? Because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash starwars. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash starwars, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash starwars. Rules and restrictions may apply. Audrey wants to know which animated characters we're still waiting to see in live action. Every time we get a question even remotely like this, this is the name that pops into my head, but Hondo. I'm yeah. just, he is someone that is in so many animated episodes. He is largely known as an animated character, but just feels like he would have fit perfectly in several of the live action shows. So Skeleton Crew, mm. I'm crossing my fingers there. That's a really good one. I was trying to think of a of one, but... Honestly, Hondo is probably top of my list, too. 
uh, we could throw in Gunji now that we know he survived Order 66. Like, let's find out. Let's jump a few years later and, yeah, have him pop up and be like, hello, everyone, I'm still fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to see Omega in live action. I just don't know where they would put her, how they would kind of show her story maybe when she's older. Mm. I would say there's not like a huge list that I'm keeping of characters from animation that I'm like, I really want to see them in live action. Like it's always just a fun surprise when it does happen. Hondo is just the one that I'm like, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. And that would be a lot of fun to have him walking around uh, in that full costume that they made for galaxy's edge. Mm. That's like, it exists. <laughs> you can do it pretty easily, I think. I think it for me it's more I think about like species that we haven't seen yet in live action. Mm. It would be really cool if we saw the nameless. Oh, yeah, okay. Or the Drengear in live action. <laughs> I mean that I I'm not expecting that. I think all that's going to be dealt with by the time of the acolyte, but if they really want to just freak everyone out and show a Jedi turned to dust, like I <laughs> That's not where my head went. Well, we just got done with Halloween, and I'm not ready to put it away just sure. yet. So That's I'm fair. I'm still into the spooky stuff. Okay. Call Me Java asks if we could ever see Aiden Versio in live action. Speaking of, and that is another character that I'm kind of surprised hasn't popped up, just because it's another video game character that was cast to play exactly that face model, motion capture, everything is mm-hmm. Janina Gvankar. We know that she also has uh, a decent relationship with Dave Filoni. At least she played Ahsoka's mother in Tales of the Jedi. So like whenever that happens, I'm like, what does it mean? Probably nothing. <laughs> but I, I do get curious. It, it's, it's good to know that she still has a happy professional working relationship with Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know, because... Her story seemed to be kind of wrapped up uh, from what we've gotten of her content so far. But yeah, if we go back to that era, I don't see why not. She she is part of the New Republic after Return of the Jedi. So I could definitely see her popping up in some future New Republic story. Uh, Maybe like Rangers of the New Republic. She probably would have fit in well with that. Um, I will say that uh, Inferno Squad recently popped up in the comics, in the Bounty Hunters comics. And, you know, sometimes that means that they have no plans to use them in anything else. So it's like you have free reign to use them in comics, but it was a pretty limited thing. So I would say there's still a chance. Jesper Levels wants to know which Jedi Council member we're most excited to learn more about in the Living Force. I think that there are a lot of them that I get excited when they pop up, but for some reason, it's probably Robot Chicken's fault. Yarl Poof is the one that I get really excited for. That weirdo Q-tip head (laughs) alien man. Like, I got to send you one of the images from Shadows of Starlight where he just has like this look of shock on his face. Mm -hmm. I'm just (laughs) like, what a strange Jedi master. Yeah. But I'm excited to really get into his head a little bit more i just want a buddy cop movie with him and oppo rancisis i was gonna say that like the <laughs> second you said buddy cop i was like oppo rancisis yeah because like yeah those are the two kind of outlying wacky looking ones that we don't know much about like we've seen them pop up in the high republic a little bit but 
that's it. Mm -hmm. Oppo got some voice work in uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which was cool. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like I just have this image of Yarl Poof from Robot Chicken, and I, he's nothing like that. And I'm sure he won't be in the book, but I'm still just like, I do want to actually meet you. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. I mean, I'm always down for more Yaddle content. Yaddle's been getting a lot of screen time lately, screen and page time. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I'm willing to step back from her a little bit. I'm, I'm excited to see more of her as well. But yeah, there are others that just haven't had their chance to shine so much. Kit Fisto? Uh, Kip was not part oh, of the he, Jedi is... Council at that point. So, so this will only be from Phantom Menace time? Yeah. It's like a year before the Phantom Menace or something. Okay. Uh... Which, yeah, now we have to go through and <laughs> think of, uh, I think Ethkoth was there. I was going to bring him up because he he had a a death in, was it Clone Wars? He, he died in... Uh, the Darth Vader comic, and then we got to see it again in Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. So he is an interesting one because he he leaves the Jedi Order and the Jedi Council. Yeah. Uh, Who am I thinking of that died in the Clone Wars? The the, the short one. Oh, even Peel. Even Peel. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of their names. I, mean, I need yeah, to they're... like go through and, and refresh my memory on these. <laughs> Zach Langdon 3218 asks where we might see Maul again in the future. I feel like there's a, a theme here when whenever there's kind of like a slump in Star Wars news and content. It's like, you know what? What if we got this person and, and this thing? And like, where's this person going to pop up again? And it's kind of fun to, to speculate it, that it, stuff. It gives people just a chance to be like, you know who I miss? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, But Maul, I, I chose this one because I do think there's a strong chance we're going to see him again in a book, at the very least. I'm sure he's going to continue to pop up here or there. Uh, but the Crimson Climb book, which was about Kira rising through the ranks of Crimson Dawn, ends right before she meets Maul. Mm. So I feel like that was just set up for a sequel to that book. Uh the, the same way E.K. Johnston wrote like the trilogy of Padme books. I feel like she's got a story here for a trilogy of Kira books. Yeah. It's it's hard because Maul is one of those characters that slowly over time got just more and more and more added to his story mm -hmm. and popped up in so many different things. So he's already had quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a book would be nice, especially if it were from his point of view. Like, you could get a little mall in her monologue. That would be fun. I know a lot of people uh, read Shadowhunter, I think, recently, because it's kind of like Maul's basically a slasher villain in <laughs> in that book. It's a Legends book, but it, it's a good Halloween read if you're still in the season spirit. Um, but I, I also think there's a chance for him to pop up in the Lando movie now that's oh, being developed. Yeah kind of depends on you know what the story is about when in the timeline it takes place but if it winds up being a bit of a solo sequel then we might follow up on some of those storylines that would be cool yeah if we got live action mall again again <laughs> doing more than just being a hologram yeah and like we've been doing we'll choose a random star wars conversation card and round this out uh which sport would you take from our planet and add to Star Wars? 
Ooh. Well, football basically already exists. Beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone needs to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I bet they have a table somewhere in the Jedi Council room and they bring it out for parties. Oh, Anakin's coming up. Quick, hide it, hide it, hide it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a buzzkill. And that's why Mace is like, yeah, you're not a part of this council. Oh, <laughs> oh, poor Anakin. <laughs> Um, yeah, just bring in like cornhole or something like that's how they should, the clone Wars should have been fought over a cornhole tournament yeah. and keep everything a little more chill. Wait, so we're we... playing beer pong. We're playing cornhole. That's the problem with star Wars is they, they don't have any good outlet. Yeah. Sports, sports and entertainment. They exist in star Wars, but we just don't get to see it very often. We're not really sports people. Like we don't watch or keep up with sports so this question is going to hit very differently for us so uh, but i think in our minds we go more towards the very chill sports yeah. like like cornhole and i mean beer pong's definitely not a sport but there's some skill to it or like something like shuffleboard i don't know like stuff you would find at a bar would be fun to see people in star wars playing darts exist uh, I think they, they play darts. Ball. <laughs> they they play darts in Star Wars Resistance, and you can do it in that like Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR game. Mm. Uh, I mean, we kind of have synchronized swimming if you count Squid Lake for something like that. Uh, that's that's a performance. So th that it's like I said, there is sports entertainment exists, but we just don't see it as much. Um, professional wrestling. How about that? Because we've seen gladiatorial Ooh. combat, but why does everything have to be so intense and so high stakes all the time? We've seen those yeah. Gamorrean guards fighting. To the fighting. death. Yeah, Black Kersantan, uh, the, the Wookiee from Book of Boba Fett was a gladiator fighter. Like, why can't we just pretend? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or maybe they, I wonder if they have like competitive hollow chess, like like we have mm. chess tournaments if they do that with hollow chess. There's, there's got to be Dedrick masters out there, yeah. We're picking the most random weird things that may or may not be considered sports <laughs> well like like football basically exists in star wars and you know baseball just that like all of the other sports are so basic answers mm -hmm. let's have some fun let's let's pull out some weird sports beer pong anything that's on espn and ate the ocho <laughs> <laughs> dodgeball <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on X, Threads, Instagram, TikTok. Is that it? I don't know. There's, I think there's one more. Oh, a blue sky if you're on there. <laughs> if you haven't already, please like this video. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> As always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. <laughs> Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.